Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Joining us today to tell us about the ongoing debate over the future of the Iran nuclear deal is Weekly Standard Deputy Managing Editor Kelly Jane Torrance. Kelly Jane, welcome. Thanks for having me, Eric. Thanks for being here. So Donald Trump has until October 15th to do what? He has until October 15th to recertify the Iran deal. And that is what the debate going on right now is about. And, you know, he's getting a lot of pressure, both from within his own administration and from those who uh, helped negotiate the deal. John Kerry had a big op-ed over the weekend in the Washington Post headlined, The Iran Deal is Working. And now we're even hearing from people in his administration who want him to recertify that deal. And now the deadline, as you mentioned, is October 15th. But we're hearing that Trump's already made a decision and could announce it before then. I'm personally a little skeptical since this administration seems to like to go down to the wire with all of their uh, decisions, leaving it till just barely before midnight before deadline. But we are hearing that this decision could actually come out uh, before October 15th. Now, now, what is it that's being certified or not certified? Right. So the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, which is the formal name for the, the Iran deal. One of the worst names ever for, well, or perhaps it's an appropriate name, a sort of mishmash, wishy-washy It doesn't actually say much, does it? wishy-washy deal. Exactly. Now, it's, it's good that you ask because a lot of people think that if the president decides not to recertify the deal, that means the deal's automatically scrapped. And that's actually not the case. Now, if he does not recertify the deal, Congress actually has 60 days to come up with uh, new sanctions that they could decide to impose. So just because President Trump, let's say he does decertify the deal, that doesn't mean immediately the deal's scrapped. Um, There's going to be a a lot of uh, steps in between that will have to happen for for the deal to, to disappear. The administration had been seeming to be making noises that the president was planning to decertify to say that Iran is not in compliance. And so then today, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis goes before the Senate Armed Services Committee, ostensibly there to talk about Afghanistan policy. And he's asked about Iran and the nuclear deal. And he said, quote, at this point in time, absent indications to the contrary, there's some mishmash, wishy-washy language for you right there. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, absent indications to the contrary, the Iran deal is something the president should consider staying in. Also at the hearing was chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Marine General Joe Dunford. He said that Iran is not in material breach and that the pact has, quote, delayed the development of a nuclear capability by Iran. So are they signaling what administration policy is, or are they trying to hem in the president and limit his options by publicly coming out and saying that Iran is in compliance? I think it's the latter, Eric, and I think it's a very good question whether Trump will finally overrule his viziers, because twice now he's bowed to pressure from those within his administration and recertified it. And very reluctantly, he even said so publicly. And of course, besides the two gentlemen you mentioned, who just today uh, said that they think we should keep the deal going, uh, Rex Tillerson also in recent days has said that he thinks we should stay in the Iran deal. So the question is whether Trump is actually going to uh, overrule his his own people and make a decision for himself. And, you know, James Mattis had two points today that he, he made during that Senate 
uh, hearing. And the first one was that, and as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs also made this point, that Iran is not in breach of the deal. Well, we actually don't know that for sure. the question is, uh, how do we know? And the, the, there's a good reason that we don't know, and that is no one has actually looked. Um, you know, the, uh, is the, it the Atomic Energy? The International a- uh, Atomic Energy Agency. So they are the ones that are allowed to go and look and see if Iran is actually, uh, you know, holding up its end of the deal. But they actually haven't looked at the sites because they say they will not go and look at the sites unless someone like the United States, for example, says, hey, we think there's a good reason to believe that Iran is cheating. Go and look at this site. Go and look at that site. But you don't have reason to think they're cheating unless somebody is going and checking the sites. Exactly. And of course, you know, we know from the past that Iran has lied about their their nuclear, uh, you know, actions. I mean, that's, that's how, you know, we found out from an opposition group in fact, that Iran, uh, you know, had uh, was was having a nuclear program in the first place. This is not something that they are publicly uh, talking about. They're not. They're no North Korea that use it to to brag to the world. Hey, you know, be careful. They're they're a little smarter. They know that if they want to get a nuclear weapon, they're going to have to do it on the down low. Although once they have a nuclear weapon, I'm sure they won't be shy about publicizing the fact. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing. But they have to get to that point. And so the second uh, so that's, you know, James Mattis says they we don't have any evidence. They're not in compliance. Well, we wouldn't have any, would we? Because no one's checking. Now, his other point was that he says that we should not be in the deal if it's not in the U.S. national security interest. And here I, I think that it seems pretty obvious that this deal is not in the U.S. national security interest. Like, first of all, look at the money. What have they done with that money that they've received from the deal? Now, they got $1.7 billion straight in cash. And there was the pallet, right? The pallets the, the of cash, pallet so famous. Cash. Exactly, which is which is famous. I want a pallet of cash. Where's <laughs> who, my pallet? Who doesn't? And it was so famous because it was this was a, a part of the deal that was sort of kept hidden, and the administration uh, actually didn't didn't want people to know about this, and it didn't come out until afterwards. So they got 1.7 million directly, unfroze tens of billions in assets, and you know, of course the regime continues to get more because the sanctions sanctions relief through the deal allows them to do business deals, and of course Boeing, Total. Uh, you know, French, German, American companies have all stepped up. Now, what is that? Where's that money going? Now, you know, one of the Iranian dissidents uh, that recently left and had been jailed and tortured in Iran, has, as he told me, none of that money reached the Iranian people. And he and his, uh, his sister told me that that money is going to Bashar al-Assad in Syria. It's going to Hezbollah. It's going to Yemen's Houthis and even to ISIS. And, you know, we, we have reports from the Congressional Research Service looking at how much aid Iran is giving to the Taliban in Afghanistan. They're giving them fuel, weapons, cash. Now, the U.S. is fighting the Taliban in Afghanistan. So the idea that a deal that allows Iran to fund America's enemies, the idea that that deal is in the U.S. national security interest, I think, uh, is, is certainly a questionable statement. Kelly Jane Torrance, thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Thank you, Eric. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from Upside. Use Upside for business travel, and you'll find that Upside has the absolute best available prices for flights, hotels, and rental cars. Upside will reward you with a gift card to places like Amazon.com every time you buy a business trip. And then there's the amazing six-star treatment you'll get from Upside's customer service specialists. They call themselves navigators. Upside navigators go above and beyond for business travelers. They are instantly accessible 24-7 by voice, chat, email, 
or message on the Upside app, even reaching out to you with useful info to help you avoid a problem before it happens. Start your Upside six-star treatment right now. Go to Upside.com and use the code STANDARD, and you'll get a minimum $100 gift card to Amazon.com. That's code STANDARD for a minimum $100 gift card to Amazon.com when you buy your next business trip at Upside.com. Upside.com, you deserve a better business trip. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. That's it for today's Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.